10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3. Good luck, studio. Hello, hello, hello. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Shy Life Podcast with me, Paul the Shy Yeti. How are you doing? Oh, I'm all right. Oh, how are you? Are you, are you all right? Yeah? Good. So, what's this episode going to be about? We've got a special guest. Yes, a voice we've never heard on the show. Well, <laughs> you kind of have heard his voice, but you probably don't realise it. But anyway, uh, I think there's nothing more to be said. Um, I need to run the theme music, and when I come back... Actually, I'm going to need some help from the regulars, but I'll explain that. Let's, let's run the theme music. Darling, it's the Shy Life Podcast. You won't find a cast of characters like this everywhere. Hello, Paul. I mean, I'll, I'll go anywhere for potato. Delicious. Hello, campers. Hi. You quite like a big bang, don't you, Paul? Go Shy Yeti. Oh, I hope he hasn't found out my secret. I think he has. If you thought that was bad, just listen to this. Yeah, I, I have a strangely drawn to Yeti Uncle John's ankles as well. <laughs> but has the Shy Life podcast slowed down? I don't think so. It's all green and meaty and yum, 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 yum. Has anyone seen my hot sausage? It's the Shy Life Podcast. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Marvellous. Marvellous, Paul. Hi there. So, uh, a, a new guest, you say? Where did you get them from? Well, he, he's a pal of mine from the internet. Um, we've not been talking that long at all, but uh, um, I managed to talk him in to, to talking to us on the podcast. He very kindly, um, well, began listening to some episodes of the podcast. And, well, whether rightly or wrongly, I suggested he listen to the 2022 Review of the Year episodes, uh, which comes to about five five hours or more, if you listen to them back-to-back, which he, he didn't do in one go, thank goodness, or I think he'd probably be having to have a, a lie-down in a dark room. But over a number of days, he did listen to those episodes and uh, I really think I probably should have suggested that he, he listened to something more shorter or, or or like I don't know something less over the top and weird but I guess I, I kind of thought that it was good for him to sort of hear lots of clips and see all different types of shows that we do but of course he didn't know who any of the characters were or any of the guests or any of the, anything really he did very well I don't mean to sound patronizing I, I just realized that actually at times um, it, it's quite difficult to pick a good episode to suggest someone to start the show um because we've had so many now uh, and it seems like such a long time to say oh well go back to episode one uh, they'd never catch up um 
yeah, it's fine to sort of go back and listen to old ones now and again, or, or listen to the current ones and go back. I mean, I've done that with shows myself. Yeah, there's been a fair few shows that I started and then gone back. Too many to name, but... Uh, um, so, who, who is our guest? His name is Matt. He's from Germany, and I said you had heard his voice without realising it. Well, about... Ooh, it was the episode with Warren, when Warren came over and we met the two Coconut Jims. Uh, if you remember listening to that, there, there were a couple of little extras in the title sequence. There was a hello and also a... Hi there. Um, at the end of the, the second bit of music. Well, that was Matt. We'd been swapping voice messages anyway, and um, I said to him, um, can we have you in the title sequence? <laughs> and uh, he said yes. And then, um, because he'd been sending me so many voice messages and we'd just been chatting away, I, I, I was trying to suggest that, you know, you're telling me really interesting and fun stories, you know, just for me. What about if we do something for the podcast? And very kindly, he said, yes. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to send him the questions, and then I'll record myself reading the questions. And then he'll send back a message answering my question, but I promise that I will also answer my question, maybe not in as much depth as he has done, because he's, he's really good with the length of answers. It's not just like 30 seconds, it's a real anecdote. Um, but he did say if he was going to answer the questions, I had to answer them too. So, yeah, the reason I keep in mind brief is that, well, I can always tell him more offline, and you, the listeners, probably know the answer to a certain extent anyway. The trouble is... I, I don't have the questions. I have a few ideas for questions. So I, I'm going to call the regulars and just ask them to suggest something. And then and then I'll pass them on. And then the rest of the episode will be Matt and I chatting, sort of via voicemail. So, uh, yeah, I thought I'd call your Uncle John first. Paul, what, what's going on? Um, it's just me. Yeah, yeah, I could see that from from your your phone. Uh, why don't you just pop over? No, no, it's just quick. Um, I need some advice. Yeah. Oh, I saw your text. Uh, something about a question. Yes, we've got a guest, and um, we're putting the episode together now. It's my friend Matt in, in Germany, and uh, yeah, uh, I need some questions to suggest to him. Oh, right. Well, well can't you ask him something about? I don't know, food or, or parties. Food and parties. Yeah, actually, it's his birthday coming up, or it's, you know, around now. Yeah, I think he's actually planning a party. That's a that's a good idea. Oh, there you go. Uh, yeah, well, I think, yeah, I think that's great. Thanks, Yeti Uncle John. Is that all you need? Uh, yeah, 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 that, that, that's great. Thanks. All right, then, I'll speak to you later. Sp yeah, speak to you later. Oh, Paul, what's going on? Oh, I was just talking to your Uncle John. Oh, quick question. Oh, oh I, I, I can't be long. I, I, I've got to get, get off. I, I, I need to go and see somebody. Oh, all right, sure. No, just quick question. I'm interviewing this guy, this friend of mine in Germany, Matt. Uh, I need some questions. Can you think of anything? I've got a few ideas, but uh, yeah. Anything you can suggest? Um, um, well, uh, he lives in Germany. Yeah, you've been to Germany. I have been to Germany, yeah. Um, well, why don't you ask him about travel? Or, like, you know, places he's been to? Hmm. Yeah, that sounds all right. Yeah, I can do that. Is that okay then, Paul? Yes, yeah, that's marvellous. Thanks, thanks, Cromarty. No problem. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I'll see you later. 
Uh, see you later. Uh, good luck with uh, whatever you're doing. <laughs> Who can I ring now? Um, Ick, I suppose, if you'll speak to me. Hello, Ick, how can I help? Hi, Ick, it's me, Paul. Oh, how are you? Haven't heard from you in a day or two. Oh, I know. I'm just busy editing and visiting the parents and things. Oh, yes, right. What do you want? I guess you want something. I... Yes, kind of. I'm doing an episode with my friend Matt in Germany. No, I can't go and pick him up in my spaceship. I'm resting. No, no, I wasn't suggesting that, although that's actually a really good idea. But maybe not for today. No, Paul, not for today. Definitely not. I'm always throwing toppy smelly over here. Can't start throwing your other friends. No, no, that's not what I wanted. Uh, I'm doing an episode and we're swapping questions. Um, well, I, I'm sending him questions and he's answering them. And um, I wondered, you know, uh, if you had any suggestions for questions. Suggestions for questions? Um, does he... Does he like ice cream? Does he like ice cream? I have no idea. Well, there you are, then. That's a good question to ask him. I've got to go. Uh, all right. All right. Got to go. Oh, dear. Oh, gosh. OK, right, Martin... Martin, ringing Martin. Uh, hello, Paul. Uh, <laughs> uh, sorry, I, I saw, saw it was your number. Hi, Martin. How are you doing? Oh, not too bad. Not, not, not too bad. What's up? Oh, I'm interviewing this guy, Matt, friend of mine in Germany. I'm trying to think of questions because we're, we're, we're about to do an interview and it's quite short notice and I haven't come up with the questions. All right. Uh, have you asked him anything about, I don't know, favourite films or TV or, or what about music? Uh, or books. Well, that's all, yeah. Yeah, That that's that's good. That's the sort of thing that I, I often ask people. Oh, sorry, Paul. <laughs> Should have been more original. No, Martin, that's fine. I'm just, I'm just sort of trying to arrange it all. And no, that, that, that's, yeah. Yeah, well, I'll go with that. Great. How's Tallulah? Oh, she's fine. And uh, Reginald? Yes, yes. They sing a lot of one another. All right, um... Great. Okay. Um, well, I better go. Yes, Paul. You get going. All right. Uh, just uh, uh, bye. <laughs> bye, Paul. Uh, uh, I guess Bettina. Uh, yeah. I mean, these questions are sort of coming together really well. I was going to ring Charlie Gerber, but he'll just talk about pies. And I expect Albert's busy with the phoenixes, but I don't think I'm going to need to ask him anymore. The, the, these questions. Are, yeah. I can see it's coming to. I'll, I'll, I will ring Bettina though. Hello, it's me, uh, August Evans. Uh, how can I help? Oh, August, hi. Um, I, I wondered if I could speak to Bettina. I mean, um, uh, maybe you too. Hello, darling, I'm here as well. Oh, you're both in the same room. Great. Well, you know, I'm doing this interview with this guy, Matt, from Germany, and I just wanted some questions, just, just brainstorming, because um, my brain wasn't working very well this morning. Oh, darling. Oh, right. Um, questions for him. What about what's his favourite actress? You know, uh, not not a modern actress. Maybe an actress from the past. Oh, it's surely got to be Bettina Dupre, hasn't it? Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Uh, yeah, that's OK. Oh, what about what's his favourite artist? <laughs> that could be you, August. <laughs> oh, yes, I suppose it could. Oh, uh, well, Yeah. Uh, favourite artist, favourite actress, 
yeah, that all sounds good. Uh, look, oh, look, I think my phone's ringing. I'm going to have to go. I think it's time for the interviews. Oh, well, good luck then, darling. Yeah, thanks, Bettina. Oh, yes. Good luck. Speak to you soon. Yeah, sorry, sorry it's been so brief. No problem, darling. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> oh, gosh, yes, Matt's on the other line. Look, listeners, I, I'm going to have to go because... Um, yeah, uh, Matt's ready to record. So I think we've got the questions. Hopefully it'll come together well and you'll enjoy hearing what Matt has to say. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be fun. All right. Um, let's, uh, let, let's go. So, sorry, Matt. Hi. Right. Uh, yes, I'll be with you in a minute. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. from Germany and um, yeah I think the rest will become apparent through the questions so Matt um, my first question is um, well the Shy Life podcast hopes to be quite an international show with many listeners and collaborators from around the world I, I know you've traveled but uh, where are your favourite destinations? So, um, regarding the uh, question, where would be my most favourite travel destination? Um, I have to admit that basically New York City was the most awesome vacation that I ever did. Uh, it was uh, in 2003. 18 i believe with my husband and for a country pumpkin like myself uh this big city which is way of an understatement for for new york city was just amazing um we were there for like nine days i believe and we were not able to see everything that we wanted to do which is just insane because uh, we walked like around 10 to 11 kilo, uh, kilometers every day um, but just the variety of things that you can do in the city or with um, day tours is uh, amazing uh, we watched like three broadway shows uh, we went into a cinema uh, and watched the incredibles 2 we uh, made a day trip to washington dc and uh, went uh, to the White House, um, and it it just baffled me the the uh, the sheer amount of things you can do in this city, and um, also how many people they were uh, at all times like really close to you. On the other side, um, normally I am more of a, a nature person, so New York City in, in itself is fine. Um, and other big cities like uh, Dublin or Edinburgh or um, I don't know um, Barcelona 
uh, are also fine, but um, they don't have that much content to you. I mean, if you were running around with a local, obviously, yes. But as a tourist, you can also you can only visit so much tourist spots, right? So um, what we usually tend to do is um, we always make a holiday that is basically consists of uh, cities and nature. Um, and we always try to mix it up because uh, we can do different things in, in these different locations. And um, I believe that every country has beautiful countrysides. It doesn't matter what country I would name now. Um, so um, my future destinations I def most definitely want to travel to um, are uh, my top three in no particular order are uh, Canada, uh, Japan, and um, New Zealand, for example. Uh, these would be my top three countries. Thanks for your answer, Matt. That was great. Um, a brief... I know you wanted me to reply to these questions too. Um, I won't go into as much detail because the listeners know already know this already and um well we can always chat more about it offline as well but i love venice i love traveling in europe really and scandinavia sweden norway but i love venice i've been there about 10 times i've been to italy a lot rome verona uh florence twice um france um, been to Nice quite a few times, Paris quite a few times, Marseille, um, other places that I've forgotten the name of, um, <laughs> uh, Germany, Germany I've been to Munich twice, I've been to the beer festival one of the times, um, where else, Berlin twice, um, Trier, but that was a day trip. Um, Dusseldorf, Cologne. Cologne was just a day trip from Dusseldorf. And further afield, I've been to America, New York, San Francisco, LA a lot, Portland a couple of times, uh, Vegas three times. Some of these were part of uh, other trips, sort of more than one destination in, in a trip. Um... But yeah, I can tell you more. I can tell you more. But that's just off the top of my head. So um, I can do a little story time about that Scotland vacation. So uh, it was this year, uh, last year basically. And it was around end of July, early August. And, and for the record, I'm, I'm walking at the street so if you hear loud noises from uh, trucks I'm sorry for that um, and uh, we basically uh, didn't really plan this vacation uh, like we planned it like three days before we departed and so the flight prices were alright but we were quite shocked by the hotel prices in Edinburgh which were quite high for uh, only a couple of nights 
so we were there a total of, of 14 days um, but still the, the prices were like high-class hotels in the States so anyway uh, we booked it because you know um, Germany had a heat wave in that time during that time and we just wanted to get somewhere where it is uh, colder um, so we booked there and we basically landed in Edinburgh and we get into that taxi driver and the first question he asked us is are you here for the festival and uh, my husband was preoccupied with uh, finding the right location on the map and uh, the address of our hotel and I was like uh, what festival and he's like well you know here in Edinburgh and he has like this the most Scottish accent I've ever heard um, so I had to I had to ask him two times to, to repeat that um, and he said like well here's this uh, cultural festival it's called Fringe Festival and it's like the biggest cultural festival of the world and Edinburgh will be packed with tourists from all over the world and then both my husband and I looked at, looked at each other and we laughed and we was like ah all right that explains why your hotels were the fucking expensive and uh he giggled and he laughed and so that's how we basically came into contact with the French festival which was awesome it was really fun like seeing all the streets packed with people just like two day uh, two years after corona and um, so yeah we enjoyed Edinburgh I believe to one of its best times and uh, it was really fun it's a beautiful city and uh, Lachlamon was also uh, quite, quite good. So I've been to Edinburgh lots of times because of Callum's gran and she used to live in a town called Dunbar which is about 25 minutes by train to Edinburgh and uh, when I went uh, well, with Callum, we used to go to a, we used to do pub crawls because we're talking like 20 something years ago when we first went, or, or even more than that, maybe the mid 90s. And uh, yeah, I think probably one of the times I've been the most drunk was in Edinburgh. We went to 10 pubs and had a pint in each one. Um, and Callum lay down in the, one of the parks because he was so drunk. This was day drinking as well, so. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, we had lots of fun times. Um, I think I have been to some of the shows at the festival, but I've never like stayed there. I think I might have gone, like, when we were staying with his gran. So our honeymoon. Yes, we did a honeymoon. It was seven days. We traveled to Dresden, which is a big city in eastern uh, Germany. It's an old city that was completely destroyed uh, with bombs in the Second World War and rebuilt. Um, it's a nice city to travel to. We did like hop on, hop off tour, uh, walked a little bit around the city, 
did a little bit of sightseeing and uh, around Dresden is um, I believe you would call them the Alps of Saxony or something like that it's basically a mountain range where the sediment is based of sandstone uh, if that's the correct definition of that it's like yellowstone or something like that but if you're not from Dresden and you want like something special for your house you you do a sandstone facade basically because it looks super fancy and uh, you can basically walk through a whole mountain area here there with lots of this uh, sediment and uh, beautiful trees and with the river and stuff like that it's basically a national park and yeah we we switch between the city and the countryside uh, for a few days and then we travel back to germany i uh i spent my honeymoon although um i'm no longer married um but i spent my honeymoon in dusseldorf uh with a day trip to cologne and uh on my YouTube channel, my Mr. Shayeti YouTube channel, there's still those videos that I made doing my poetry in both Dusseldorf and Cologne. Yeah, that's a nice souvenir of that holiday, even though things didn't work out in the long run. I still enjoyed that trip, and, um, and I enjoyed visiting those cities. My least favorite countries I would like to visit um basically australia not that i have anything against the country itself or the the people there it's just i believe that everything on this continent will kill me basically starting from the sun and uh, it ends by kangaroos that will drown me in a puddle of water um or a cow that eats a snake and i don't know kills me with a kick or something like that um so australia would be um one of those and like really humid um destinations like india or uh, um i don't know brazil or something like that because i'm not good with hot weathers and i have uh, difficult skin when it comes to sun so these um these countries would be more or less i still want to see them don't get me wrong one day i basically want to travel to Australia and I will basically do this on in on their winter time um, same with um, Brazil and uh, India they are not like destinations I want to see right away right so I have time for that well and there are obviously countries I wouldn't want to visit at all because well it would be quite dangerous for my husband and, and I to go there and uh, be public about that we are both married to one another um so yeah that is also a, a factor that you always have to consider which is quite sad actually depending on the time we are living but anyway but yeah most favorite travel destinations are always like um is, uh, um um now i'm bambling again damn it rambling not bambling i'm rambling um would be a combination of uh, cities and countryside. Um, yeah, I hope I answered your question to your liking. I should probably add, seeing as you mentioned Australia, that um, 
Yeah, that's a funny place for me because I like so many Australian TV shows and I've seen how beautiful the place is. But I'm also, like you, petrified by the idea of all the insects and, and things that could possibly kill me. <laughs> I hadn't thought about being kicked to death by a kangaroo. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's definitely a possibility, I suppose. Um, of course, there's lots of... Uh, um, mass murderers and um, serial killers. Well, I know they're all fictional, but all, all the baddies that I've encountered in in Australian soap operas over the years makes you think they must be hanging around on every corner. But uh, I'm sure that's not the case. I do want to go, but it's a long way to go. And uh, at the moment, it's, it's a bit much for me. And, and like you, I don't think I'd cope with the heat. But I've always said I wanted to go. I guess we'll see. Charlotte Podcast enjoys talking about films and TV. Do you remember the shows and films that you used to like when you were younger? Were they German shows or UK or American shows? Or a mixture? And would they be dubbed or subtitled? Growing up, um, I watched... Sorry, I can't remember the, the the years in elementary school or anything like that that, that vividly. But growing up, I... I watched a lot of TV, and um, I, I remember that um, at uh, Saturday and Sunday in German TV, we always would get the uh, Disney, uh, the Disney series, uh, Disney uh, Channel, you call it maybe, with like Ariel and um, Aladdin and um, 
F and uh, I'm sorry if I buttering if I'm buttering names because the pronunciation in 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 German is a little bit different and I might uh, slip into that. Um, so I watched that quite a lot and uh, Donald Duck and Mickey Mouse and um, Captain Baloo. Uh, I believe he's called differently in English, but I'm not quite sure. Um, uh, I I think it's Tailspin. Or, any, or something like that in English. Um, so I watched that. It was obviously dubbed in, in, in German because it was a kids show. And uh, for a lot of, for my most life, um, we, uh, it, it was basically until I have access to the internet that I, I couldn't, even if I wanted to, I could not have watched anything in English because this was only possible on MTV. And then it was also mostly dubbed over really badly. So yeah, that's that's uh, so um, most of it, it was dubbed. Um, but then again, when I got to um, high school, and when I was around like nine or ten years old, um, anime took over uh, the German TV uh, afternoon program, and I basically grew up on the Pokemon boom. Um, and the anime boom. So to this day, I'm a huge Pokemon fan because uh, uh, I watched the first season when it came out in Germany and was hooked ever since. I played all the games. Uh, but not just that. I, I watched Sailor Moon. Um, I watched uh, a volleyball manga or anime uh, with, uh, with, a, with a girl volleyball team. Um, I forgot its name. Um, and we watched, or I watched, uh, a lot of uh, One Piece um, and uh, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball. Uh, so this was basically when it, when this kind of stuff uh, came to Germany, I was, I was basically hooked on that. And um, most of this still uh, is active in my in my adult life. So to this day, I. I I read basically the new One Piece chapter when it comes out, or read the new Shonen Jump, um, or re read a lot of webtoons because I like how the stories are told and how the characters are drawn. And yeah, um, but on the other hand, I also quite enjoyed watching like the new the Batman series or Spider Man, which was also quite prominent in uh, in in uh, on the Saturday uh, TV shows. Um, yeah, but that was basically what I've watched. And when I grew older and had access to the internet, like when I was 15 or uh, 14 around, I started watching Scrubs a lot. Um, and I remember that Scrubs was the first real TV series that I have started to watch in English um, because I've reached the uh, final season not the final season that was available, or that is that was aired, but the final season that was available in German. And I watched. I wanted to watch further because there were like three or four seasons more in English. So I sat down and started to watch them in English uh, with subtitles on at first. Um, but over the time, my English got better, mainly because I've watched English series and I needed the uh, subtitles less and less. And um, today, I 
never really watch anything in German anymore, except for cinema movies. Uh, but if I have the chance, I also watch them in the or original version because many of the jokes um, are language dependent. Um, and pronunciation is really important in that. Not pronunciation, but how the words are talk i don't know how the what the word is I'm, i'm sorry i don't know the vocabulary for that but um really good examples for that basically are um, if you're familiar is uh, the series called final space by olin rogers it's an awesome comic um comic series basically about gary and olin rogers speaks gary and he has like this perfect i don't know the the um he he just delivers the line of Gary perfectly and I watched two episodes in German and it was not bearable for me to to hear another voice doing Gary because uh it's it sounded so bad the the lines or the jokes were not good because they didn't have the comedic talent of the original and I think that's something like that often gets lost in, in translation or, or, or in, in dubbing. And um, another example would be a Captain Hold by uh, from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Uh, I think Captain Hold is one of the most funniest characters for me ever created. And the, the actor, um, I have to admit, I really don't know his name, which is a huge shame. The actor delivers the lines of this character perfectly with all this mimic and how he speaks and the tone of his voice and everything's perfect. And if you try to watch that in German, it's just so, so many things get lost. It's just sad. Uh, and therefore, um, I only watch in English now. Uh, and yeah. That's basically the question. It's a long answer. <laughs> uh, sorry for that. But um, yeah, that's how I grew up and how that basically affected most of my adult life. That's funny. Please don't apologize for long answers. We like long answers on the Charlotte podcast. That's great. Um, shows that I liked when I was growing up Well, that would be Doctor Who, which is still one of my favourite shows. Um, I started watching Doctor Who in about 1979 when I was about six. And that sort of, you know, sort of drowned out any other show, really. Um, one of my theories is the reason I'm not that much into Star Wars is that I was too young for the first film. And between the first film and the second film, I discovered Doctor Who. And I just, nothing else, nothing else interested me. Um, other shows I got into uh, as I sort of got a little bit older were repeats of old 60s shows like The Avengers, the, the, uh, the, the detective show, not the superhero show. And sort of American shows from the 60s like Lost in Space and... Land of the Giants and The Invaders. I, I just liked everything that was sort of 60s or old. I, I liked the style of it all because I liked 60s music as well, even in the 80s. It took me a while to catch up with the 80s. But, uh, 
Yeah, so that's my answer. And, well, I know you're listening to the show, so you'll hear me talking about TV quite a lot if you listen to more than one or two episodes. So, uh, yeah. It's a bit of a mouthful. It's rather a, a lot of uh, questions. I was going to ask you about birthdays because I know that you've had a birthday around the time that we're recording, and I know that you you just about escaped having your thirtieth during the pandemic. You you had it the year before, didn't you? So so I guess my question is, can you tell me about any memorable birthdays? Uh, and did you do anything good for your thirtieth? Like maybe ideal birthdays in the future also like if you were going to throw a party what food would you have actually we can probably talk about food in a separate question so um oh also i thought that maybe um what about if you're going to have a fantasy birthday party what people would you invite that can be famous non-famous uh people you you know people who who are like no longer alive that they would be alive for your party <laughs> anything like that sorry that's a very long question a- any of that any of that is good <laughs> so to answer the question of the birthday uh any special birthdays um i have to say there are two that come to my mind that were special. The first one, I believe, was either my 18th, 18th birthday. 
so one eight, not eight zero. I'm not that old. Um, uh, or my twenty first birthday, twenty one. 21st, 21. Oh, I hate the English language when it comes to numbers. And um, so it was a small party with just my my old um, schoolmates. And I made it uh, a little bit Mexican themed. So we had uh, Corona and Desperados as beer and tequila shots. And I don't remember much of that birthday party. We I know that we celebrated it um, at my mom's place in the kitchen, and I know that my mom made a lot of um, food. Um, basically, um, the uh, maybe a famous German food, uh, Schnitzel, and well. Let's say we were like five or six people, and I think we drank for at least 20. And I remember that this party was, or the, not really a party, that get-together of friends was really nice and fun. Um, I have, like, when I think about it, I have, like, these two or three flashbacks of memories that were really nice. Um, so that's basically the first night I remember the second one would be actually my 30th birthday which well it was a fun day and all so I had a huge party I invited friends from from university my old uh, school friends uh, friends I made through my husband and he also invited some friends from his uh, from his university and um yeah, it was overall a fun party. I had, my mom was there, my brother was there, and uh, the, the the family of my of my husband. So overall, a really really happy happy day. Um, considering the fact that I had a really bad time overall during during my thirtieth birthday because I had a really strong depression. And because of, um, so during that time I was doing my PhD and I always had the plan to become a professor one day and working three years at universities made it abundantly clear to me that professors are, and I hope I don't offend any of your uh, listeners, are the biggest childs I've ever met. It was so hard working for them because they fought like children about the most stupidious stuff you can think about. And it made me realize that if I wanted to pursue this career, I would have to work with people like that. And I kind of lost track of that. And the depression basically stemmed from the realization that I didn't have any aim or goal I was working towards beside the PhD. So I had to figure out what I wanted to do next afterwards. And um, figuring that to come to that conclusion of, that, of this 
took me quite a while. So on the outside, my 30s booster was fun the day and all, but I also remember that I was really stressed at that day and couldn't calm down and was always like really hectic and, and, and stuff like that. The overall atmosphere, I hope, for my guests was not, was good, but for me, especially for my husband, and I'm really sorry for that, and I hope I apologized for him to him enough already for that. It was not a nice day um, because he saw that I'm stressed and yeah, the, the whole the whole situation was not that great. So I have a fun memory for my birthday and, a, and a, let's say it was it was a good day considering all the circumstances, but on the deeper levels, it was not a real fun birthday. Following that really uh, uh, sad story, let's talk about something I would like doing if I had the possibility of inviting everyone I wanted, dead or alive. Um, famous and unfamous. So basically, I would I would throw a huge party and uh, based on their public personas, I would basically invite Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman and let them duke it out uh, who's uh, who's the boss basically between the two um, and also uh, Ryan Reynolds would bring like a lot of aviation gin and I think Hugh Jackman also has like an alcohol brand but I'm not quite sure to be honest uh, I, I would invite um, oh gosh now I've forgotten his name so Jensen Ackles who plays Dean Winchester from Supernatural, and I would also invite his co uh, two co-stars of his, so um, Misha Collins, I believe, who plays uh, Castiel, and um, I forgot uh, his his name is rather complicated. So, but the the star who or the the the, the person that plays um, Sam Winchester, so uh, the brother of of uh, Dean Winchester, because. Given from what you can see on the social media, these three people have also quite nice chemistry based on their public personas and stuff like that. So I think it would be fun to to have them around. So, yeah, Olin Rogers, again, uh, I'm a huge fan of his. Uh, also, what for music, I would invite Frank Turner, um, if that's possible, uh, because I, I think he, he is a hoot. And uh, to have him play live is really fun. Mm, there are also sh some some German bands um, I would invite to hang around with, um, and of course uh, friends and family, and uh, yeah, obviously the shy Yeti. I mean, what's a party without a Yeti, right? Any dead people I would like to invite to, t phew, yeah. Obviously, Freddie Mercury. Um, <laughs> sorry, I have to think about the. Um, we are, we were watching this Netflix series called Big Mouth. It's it's if you haven't seen it, it's a really dirty and naughty series about teenagers growing up. But the fun fact about Freddie Mercury is that he appears as a ghost in, in the series, and he sings a song with every gay with every gay kid that is growing up and comes through the realization that that uh, he or she or they are gay and um <laughs> i have to and that this this uh, thought just crossed my mind that would be really fun um to sing a song with freddie mercury 
Um, yeah. Um, I don't know who, who what, uh, what uh, other dead person I would like to invite to hang around with or have I at a party. Um, because, you know, they are dead and I'm, I don't know if, if I would be hang around the fun version or the regret version of them because maybe they would regret that they're dead. And you know what I mean? It's um, difficult. Anyway, Freddie Mercury would be there. Uh, I don't know. Never really thought about that, but that would be my answer for now. Ah, I forgot about the food, the food, the most important thing. So, um, so I'm a classic guy. I would basically have my birthday. I know I have birthday in January, but I would celebrate in the summer. And I would basically um, have a big barbecue and have burgers and um, uh, beer. And for people that like it, they can have, like, uh, cocktails and, and whiskey and, yeah, stuff like that. But I think the food would be burgers, good old cheeseburgers, uh, grilled on um, a barbecue. Um, and, yeah, plain and simple. Thanks, Matt. You cope with that question very well. Ah, <laughs> oh dear, that was about five questions in one, wasn't it? That party of yours sounds great. Yes, I, I'd be, um, I'd be quite happy with any of that food you mentioned, <laughs> and beers, and burgers, and um, a barbecue, and and any of that. Yeah, that, that all sounds very tasty. I, I like so much food, <laughs> um, but yeah, I definitely want an invitation to that party. <laughs> What about my birthdays? Well, my 21st wasn't very memorable because I was working and it's the only birthday I've ever worked, ever, 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 because, um, yeah, after that experience, I've aimed never to work on my birthday. I was on a work placement at the time, so I didn't have much choice. I still got to go out for a pizza in the evening, but it was one of those situations where by the time I got back from work, I went to the shops to try and buy something uh, and the shops were just about five minutes from closing and I mean this was such a long time ago that the, the film that I bought which was new at the time uh, was Mrs Doubtfire with Robin Williams it had been out at the cinema and they just released it on video <laughs> video you see <laughs> very very long time ago <laughs> um, so that birthday was less memorable although I remember it because it was less memorable that's weird my 20th was more memorable because I was at university and we did filming for Sutton Park with Jelly Monsters and yeah I'm only just beginning to tell you about Sutton Park so um, <laughs> anyway um, but the listeners know a bit more my 30th I was in San Francisco with quite a lot of friends that was pretty cool I can't remember that much about what I did on that actual day I remember I had a meal with those friends I remember things I did when I was in San Francisco, but not necessarily day by day or which things happened on what days. I know we visited some of the sites of uh, that were mentioned in the series Tales of the City, which uh, is a series of books I like by Armistead Maupin. Um, yeah, then we went off to Vegas, but that was later in the week. Yeah, it was a, it was a really good trip. As for, well, 
in case we talk about food separately, maybe I won't say what I would have at my party. Pretty much any party food is good. Um, as for people I want um, to show up, maybe um, maybe Kylie Minogue, because she always seems fun. Probably some actors from Doctor Who. I'm not sure which ones. Um, um, who else? Um, I quite like my two granddads to be there because I never really met them. I met one granddad, but I was so little. And the other one I never met, my mum's dad. She always says really nice things about him. So, yeah, I mean, um, I, I don't know what they'd be like at parties. They may not have been party people. Might not be in the best situation to to meet meet them at, at a party. Um, yeah, maybe that's more of a quiet dinner. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure there's lots of other people I'd invite. But uh, I'm keen to ask you another question. So, it's not about you, Shayeti. It's about your guest. It's about Matt. I want to know about Matt. <laughs> OK, um, let's think. Another question. question dear to my heart it is what are your top three favorite ice cream flavors what other desserts do you like so hi there uh favorite ice creams uh definitely cookie dough um or variations of that then um, uh, ice cream like a strawberry cheesecake, something like that. It's also always good. But uh, if I would be somewhere in Italy where the best ice cream is available, I'd probably just eat uh, Stracciatella, which is basically vanilla with like chocolate sprinkles in it. <laughs> Uh, vanilla and uh, something something along the line of mocha or something like that so which is basically coffee flavored right this would be my top favorite three but Ben and Jerry's 
for like everyday ice cream, cookie dough and strawberry cheesecake. My favorite dessert basically would be um, carrot cake, the American one um, with the frosting on top. Um, I like that very, very much. Um, there is also a German version of this cake, but that is, this version has no frosting, which makes the cake rather dry. And, um, well, depending on how much carrots you put into, it can be like soft and stuff, but I think the, the, the combination between the f good frosting and the carrot cake itself is important for a good carrot cake. So yeah, carrot cake is definitely my most favorable uh, dessert. But um, I also like cheesecake a lot. Um, also, again, the difference between the German one, um, which is a little bit different in comparison to the American cheesecake. Both are fine, but I prefer the American one. Um, and I don't like like um, the New York style, but more or less with a, like um, raspberries or a strawberry jam on top. That is really good. Yeah, that's the answer for dessert. Matt, I approve of your choices. Um, it was nice to hear you mentioning things like strawberry and things like that because uh, I find there's far too much um, attention on chocolatey toffee-type ice creams. And when I go to places like Italy, I'm always looking for the, for the fruity ones. And uh, some places you go to, or if you perhaps go to the cinema, or if you get a pizza and they're offering ice cream as a dessert... They don't even have like the strawberry ones, or I used to like the Cherry Garcia Ben and Jerry's, and they just don't see that now. It, it, it's um, yeah, I, I don't understand it. You'd think that ice cream was only chocolate toffee, um, cookies and cream. Uh, where are the fruits? Where are the fruits? <laughs> so as you can guess, yes, the fruity ones would be my favourite. And when I've been to Italy or to Venice, I sometimes manage to pack in two or three ice creams a day and that's probably with a double scoop not recently I must add but uh, yeah but I do like things like tiramisu ice cream um, I like coffee ice cream I, I do like coffee ice cream a lot um, cherry ice cream is good sorbet anything like that actually I don't hate chocolate ice cream by any means but the best chocolate ice cream I've had is probably in a restaurant called Carluccio's which I don't think even exists or um, certainly maybe is not as big as it was a few years ago and um, their chocolate ice cream was very rich and you only needed a small quite a small portion really it, it, it was really nice and very chocolatey um, but uh, but yeah you can't beat a good vanilla either I, I used to visit friends in Broadstairs by the sea on the south coast and there were two rival ice cream sort of shops in in, in um, in the in the town and because we were staying with my friend's parents uh, every day I would go to one or the other ice cream store because I thought if, if I did my research and I went to each one every day then eventually I would decide which was my favourite 
but you know it's it's hard isn't it it's difficult doing this sort of research you can't just go once or twice or, or three times or, or four times you have to go five or, or six or, or so i never worked out which was my favorite uh, but you know i'd be quite up for going back for another um another tryout to see if i could make a decision but uh, i don't know I, i'm prepared to donate my my taste buds to science but uh, other desserts i like uh, would probably be well, like those traditional puddings that I think I sent you photos of, like apple crumble and custard, or apple and rhubarb crumble and custard, or uh, sticky toffee pudding with custard, or um, uh, what else, uh, like treacle sponge and custard. Um, but I also like Eden Mess, which is all cream and meringue and strawberries and uh, and trifle that's got custard in as well um, I like a lot of desserts but I don't tend to necessarily have a chocolate dessert maybe a fresh cream cake um, or sponge cake or fruit cake I've gone into cakes now that's not strictly speaking a dessert oh gosh I feel really hungry now I want a bit of cake, or a trifle, or, or a steam pudding, or... Oh, I'm going to have to go and sit down. Um, I need to think of another question for you. So, Matt, another question... What music do you like listening to? What is the last film you saw? And did you enjoy it? And, and do you read much fiction? Sorry, that's like three questions in one question. But there we go. So my taste of music is a little bit all over the place. So when I was a, a teen, I listened to a lot of punk rock and metal music um, that sort of fizzled out a little bit um, so I still like rock and punk not so much a metal fan anymore but I'm also a sucker for a good acoustic music being that a piano or someone who plays the guitar or something like that so my favorite band of all time basically would be Rise Against, which is a punk screamo band. I'd say in the past they had more screamo screams than uh, than they have now. They they got a little bit mainstream um, with their newer albums, which is okay, basically, right? Uh, people have to live and feed their families, so that is that. Um, because I basically grew up on Sum 41 and Blink-182, which are still great bands to listen to today, I really like the new direction Machine Gun Kelly is going with this um, pop-punk music. It really reminds me of the, the old days and he has some catchy tunes mixed within it. So that is like a newer band I like to listen to. There are also some classics I obviously like, like Queen, um, because of my mom, 
I basically can sing along to every ABBA song that was ever produced. Other than that, on a daily basis, I listen to a lot of uh, gaming music played on a piano because gaming music itself is made so that the player can hear it over and over again uh, without being annoyed by it. So I could listen to the Super Mario theme song for hours without, you know, getting annoyed. And if you play that on a piano or anything, I could listen to that while studying or writing or working. So, uh, yeah. And obviously, um, um, because I watch a lot of anime, right, their intros, they're always catchy and uh, always being being done by huge bands over in Japan. So uh, you have some high quality music there too. Even if I don't understand a single word that these people are singing, I still have fun, right? So yeah, that is that. Regarding my favorite movie, um, I believe that, uh, well, I don't know if it was 2021 or 2022, but everything, everywhere, all at once came out. This movie was just so freaking awesome. My husband and I watched it in Trier, in the Broadway uh, theater, um, which is a local cinema there, nothing uh, special. Uh, but they showed it in the original version with uh, in, in English. So um, yeah, it was a really awesome movie. Uh, I really enjoyed that. Um, besides that, I don't I don't think I have a really good taste in, in movies or cinema. The other day we watched The Glass Onion on Netflix, also a really great movie. I haven't seen Daniel Craig, or I wouldn't have thought seeing Daniel Craig in that role and landing these jokes and stuff like that, um, because I always saw him as the guy from the Dragon Tattoo movies, uh, the Steve Larsen films, or... Um, has James Bond. <clears throat> so seeing him in a more comedic role uh, was kind of refreshing, to be honest. Besides that, I think uh, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil is like one of my most favorite movies of all time. It's a funny slasher movie, basically. It rips off like these typical American slasher movies and gives them a funny spin where you have basically two rednecks living in a, in the woods and they meet a group of teenagers and because the teenagers think they are typical hillbilly rednecks who want to kill them because, you know, that's the homage on the slasher movies, uh, they try and to finish them off before and then chaos entails. Um, so that's pretty funny. It's a real good movie to, to watch. It's with uh, Alan Tidek and Tyler Lubin. Um, both of them, I think, are great comedic actors. Um, well, another great movie for me was the anime, um, the anime movie uh, Your Name, which is like a comedy drama. Um, it's a... Um, in its core, it's basically a gender bender where one person suddenly wakes up in the body of another one. So like a Freaky Friday situation, basically. And um, But it has a distinctive spin to it, which makes it really awesome to watch. 
and it's a really funny movie and gets kind of sad at the end. But yeah, um, Kung Fu Panda is always nice to, to watch. It's like a comfort movie. Go watch it if I'm like bored or anything. And um, yeah, other than that, I don't think I have like a real favorite movie. So to further answer the question, um, the last part is uh, if I read any books. Um, not books in a traditional way. Um, so probably my answer would be no. I'm not much of a reader. I believe the last books I read were a fantasy novel series that is called um, In the Zwerge, which is a German fantasy book, uh, which is basically translated uh, to the dwarves. Um, I don't know if it's actually translated in English or not, um, but that was basically the last book I've read. Um, the reason for that is basically I have to read a lot at work. Um, a lot of a lot of um, technical and scientific research papers and when I get home my eyes are tired, my mind is tired and I don't want to read anymore so I kind of stopped doing that but even as a teenager I didn't read much what I like to read but it's not like any heavy reading or anything is like reading comics and mangas um, they still have texts though so uh, maybe that counts for something uh, yeah but honestly not much of a reader listeners know quite a lot about what I like musically but at the moment I'm mainly sort of I'm a bit more back into modern music or at least modern albums sometimes by older groups that are still around and also by new artists i find two or three songs i really like and then i just add them to my playlist so i i listen to the playlist and i, I never get around to listening to the whole album um there's some bands i i have yes deals it's true it's true yeah come and join me there are some bands that have released albums recently, Bell and Sebastian being a sort of indie group I've liked for years. Their, their new album came out, but I really only listened to the singles. Um, but I, I must go back and listen to the, the album, because I think they've got another album that's come out since that last album from last year. It, it uh, There's a lot out there. Um, the last film I saw was called The Duke from 2020. It had Jim Broadbent in and Helen Mirren. It was... Um, based on a true story about a man who stole a painting in about 1961 or two or something. He was protesting because he thought that OAPs should um, not have to pay for their TV licenses. And, and he went to jail and he thought that if he stole this painting, uh, he could uh, make the authorities agree to change the rules or, or, or something like that. Anyway, it was quite a, a good film, very, very amusing very um good fun i recommend it as far as books are concerned i'm reading the 
book of the film. I know we did last summer. I'm reading an autobiography of an actress called Pam St. Clement, who, well, she's she was in lots of TV, but she was in EastEnders, um, the soap opera. I'm not actually sure why I'm reading it, other than that I heard her mentioned in another autobiography, and I often find myself doing that sort of cross-referencing sort of thinking, oh, well, that would be quite interesting to read about. And I do like reading about women in showbiz, whether it be singing, acting, whatever, just sort of hearing their stories. animals did you grow up around? Can you tell us about any of them? So to answer the question with uh, if I grew up grew up around cats or animals um, and yes I did. So um, my mom had always had animals, um, cats, dogs, horses. I lived on a farm for I, I think six years or so. I basically grew up with a dog, an Irish setter. Um, when I was born, I, I believe she was already three years old and she she died, I believe when I was around 12 or 13. Um, she was, uh, I don't know, like for an Irish setter, uh, she didn't have any any uh, animal instinct regarding uh, to hunt or anything so she was a, a dear a dear soul and really kind uh, I really liked her till the end she got really sick had um, problems with her bladder and stuff like that so uh, she annoyed me a little bit when I was a teenager because you know she couldn't hold out until I came back from school so I always had to clean up afterwards which was annoying um i felt really bad about that for a long time but uh, i hope that she uh, forgives me in that regard um after that we we got another dog uh from a shelter um he and i didn't really connect because he was already quite old like five or six and he was not really well behaved and didn't really listen even after going to school even so dog school basically so i didn't really build up in a connection with that dog um regarding cats i believe i had like four or five cats growing up two of them basically ran away or were uh fed by other neighbors so they chose to go there because um then they made the more fancy food like they they were cooking for the cats and stuff like that which really hurt as a child but um understandable for the cat ride uh, another one uh died due to rat eating rat poisoning i think this was like one of the saddest days uh, when I was like 14 or 15, um, 
and we basically found the uh, the body of the cat in 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 our garden. Um, yeah, that was a bit traumatic, but I got over it over the time. And um, my mom still has uh, a cat and two horses. So every time I meet her, I meet the cat who is like a big cuddle monster, starts drooling and dripping um, whenever he is slightly cuddled and starts pouring like uh, like a car. And yeah, so lived on a farm also for six years, like I, uh, like I said. Um, so I grew up around pigs, cows, rabbits, uh, horses, donkeys, all that all that stuff. I don't have any fears regarding animals, um, normal animals, right? So I still would fear meeting a wolf or anything like that, which are, or which is, uh, or could be a possible scenario in the woods where my mom uh, lives because they repopulated the wolf population and there are like two packs in in a huge area um, but if you're unlucky you could really meet a wolf pack in the in the woods where my mom lives in Germany um, so yeah that's uh, not fun to think about um, but yeah a huge animal fan I uh, currently don't have an animal because my husband is allergic to to uh, animal hairs, especially cats, which is kind of sad. But we are looking into getting um, a non-allergic kind of cat, um, which is a possibility. Um, I don't want to get a dog because they are much work and I don't have the time to educate them, um, educate the dog properly, uh, maybe in the future. Um, but currently that's not an option for me. So, yeah. Well, um, I grew up with a lot of animals. Uh, my parents have always had cats. Sometimes they had as many as six. The first ones I remember was Sam and Penny, who were, I think they were cousins. They weren't brother and sister, but one Penny was ginger and white, and um, uh, Sam was black and white. And then we had a British blue cat called Poppy, who was, I think, sort of like a birthday present for me when I was about four. She lived until just before I went to university. Not as old as Dealey, but she she lived, you know, a decent age. Um, then we had Tom and Jerry, uh, another ginger cat. That was Tom, and Jerry was tortoiseshell or calico-type colour. Um, they were very nice. Luckily, I've got a lot of the cats that I lived with on episodes of Sutton Park because not so much in the 80s but by the 90s I had a video camera going and uh, a lot of these cats sort of lived um, uh, quite a long time who else did we have? Marty he was a black and white kitten but unfortunately he got knocked down by a car Tigger, he was a ginger cat who just came through the door when he was a kitten one stormy night and we didn't. nobody knew where he came from so we kept him um, there was Oliver, he was a stray, he was a ginger cat as well. He was quite old by the time he came to live with us. 
Barney and Emma. Um, Emma was a tortoise shell. Again, uh, Barney was um, very, uh, yeah, like ginger and white, but very fluffy. Um, we also had Bobby and Pussles. They were my great aunt's cats, and when she died, they came to live with us for the last few years of their life. Who else? I'm sure there were others that I've forgotten. Yeah, those were the main ones. Always cats. Always cats. And yes, cats, deals. Cats like you. Yes, but you weren't there then. You weren't there then. No, you weren't. You weren't there then. I'm allowed to know other cats. Come on. Don't be so grumpy. been to such a party um, even if it was a Halloween party uh, and what did you go as well um, Halloween is not a big of a deal in in Germany it has become larger these past couple of years like the last seven eight years or so um, I personally I think I think during university I went to one Halloween party with dress up and I believe I went at a giant chicken but I'm not quite sure anymore. Um, so besides Halloween we have like this thing called in Germany not not everywhere but in 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 the in the region where I grew up and where uh, where my university is or was um, it's called carnival it's nothing so it's it's not like the Brazilian uh, carnival or anything it's something so basically you have this time around the I don't know February March April something like that where we have like once a year you have like a parade something like that where people dress up in silly costumes and uh, children get uh, a lot of um, sweets because the people that go in the parade basically throw sweets at people um, and they have like this whole culture built around it here in Germany where uh, you have certain specific types of comedy and uh, whole careers basically build around that uh, that holiday or uh, this time around, uh, time of year. It starts at the 11th of November and I think it ends somewhere around Easter. Yeah, and because of that, a lot of Germans have costumes at home being that uh, just a silly clown costume or uh, dress up like a bee or something. And many people use these costumes at Halloween as well and do some, 
I don't know, Halloweenification of that, like, I don't know, uh, put on uh, some blood or put on, uh, I don't know, some, some bandages. Anywho, um, so I'm not sure if I really ever went to a dress-up party, to a fancy dress-up party. I went to carnival parties um, when I was a teenager and as a child quite a lot. But, well, if I would go to a fancy dress-up party and I could choose my costume of choice, huh, that is actually... I never really thought about it. So I basically would like to go as one of my favorite characters, obviously, um, but they, <laughs> I don't have the physique, basically, to, to portray them. Um, one character that would come to mind, think going as Gary Godspeed from Final Space would be quite funny, because the character's actually quite fun, and uh, I'm really fond of that character. Um... It would be a simple costume, nothing, nothing, nothing really um, special about it. Another example, which would be fun, uh, but more, more like a group costume, would be like superheroes or something like that, like in the Big Bang Theory with the silly, uh, with the silly uh, Superman and Flash costumes. Um, my friends and I, um, in teenage years or mid twenties, I don't know, uh, went as the Turtles. Uh, which was quite fun to we basically made the the costume from scratch. It was nothing fancy, right? We we take uh, we took some long underpants and uh, like uh, long sleeves and uh, printed uh, painted them green and we basically made like the shell uh, which also functions as the backpack. And then we bought this plastic weapons. It was nothing, nothing super fancy, to be honest. Um, but yeah, these, this was actually quite fun. And yeah, I think that's 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 my answer. I don't think I ever went to many fancy dress parties. There's only really one time I can remember dressing up. Obviously, I've dressed up for filming stuff. Um, Sutton Park back in the day, but that wasn't a party. That's sort of probably when I bought the most fancy dress sort of props uh, was when I was filming Sutton Park, uh, just because Halloween was a really good time of year to buy cheap props and cheap sort of fancy dress, which I could use as very bad B-movie monsters. Um, but the party I can think of, well, it wasn't even a party. It was actually... Um, now, was it 2004? I think it was 2004. Uh, I went to see the band The Scissor Sisters in Brixton, in London, and it was on Halloween. And somehow they, they put out that they encouraged everybody to turn up in Halloween costumes. Um, and I decided I was going to go as Frankenstein's monster. And I got a really good mask from, like, Woolworths, which was just, like... A very popular store at the time, but it's since left the UK. It wasn't an expensive mask, and it was really only the mask. Um, I can't remember what else I wore. I don't think I really bothered much else. The mask was so good. I was probably Frankenstein's monster in jeans and t-shirt, to be honest. But um, yeah, it was a rubber mask, like a full face mask, and it was really good for what it cost. 
my friend Alan, who was also there, he had a Frankenstein's monster mask, but it was only like halfway down the face. So the other half of his face was just his mouth and beard. Um, Yeah, it wasn't a full mask. So I think mine won out of the two of us. Mine was the best. Uh, The thing I'll always remember is walking down the hill, down Brixton Hill into Brixton to the venue dressed like this. Sometimes Brixton can be a bit rowdy, and um, but uh, that day I, I felt quite brave walking down the hill dressed like that. We also made a pumpkin. Well, uh, yeah, out of a pumpkin. I think it's the only time I've really made a pumpkin sort of face, and we took the pumpkin with us and we dressed it all up, and um, we left it on the stage, I guess, at the end of the show. I don't know if the Scissor Sisters ever saw it, but uh, um, the pumpkin was preserved in a photo of me wearing some sort of fright wig earlier in the day, and it ended up on the front of one of my books, which was called Mugshots, one of my poetry collections. So I still have that photo to this day, and sometimes I put it up on Facebook as a profile picture. I even wrote a poem about that uh, pumpkin, which is in the book. It's one of those things where the preparing for the actual evening, the dressing up and the silliness and the having a nice meal... Uh, and having some wine, um, it really sort of was almost better than the actual gig itself, although the gig was really good too. And, uh, yeah, it was... uh, I don't always have very good memories or very specific memories of gigs that I went to, but I'll always remember that one, and partly because of all of the Halloween dressing up and stuff before we actually got down there. Which famous cartoon, 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 cartoon uh, character I would like to be? Uh, I think I'd say some of the Looney Tunes, so Bugs Bunny, something like that, um, because their life seems kind of chill, and they obviously can't die from stuff that has happened to them so that's a plus right so even if I got an anvil dropped on me I would like come out really small and flat but after a second or two I would be fine again so I think that would be really cool Um, a character that I rather not would be um, any superhero because A the world they live in is like super dangerous everyone is trying to kill you somehow um b uh power corrupts and c they all have tragic stories and i honestly don't really want to go through that and uh yeah 
point B is a little bit, you know, power corrupts, blah, blah. Uh, I don't know. If I would be that character, I would be like, like he's shown in the comics and stuff like that. But um, I don't know. Uh, it's hard to imagine that if someone could throw laser, uh, laser beams from their eyes, that this person would not rule the world, basically. Um, but that's just my opinion. Um, but yeah, that's why, for example, I think uh, The Boys has uh, a lot better, better grasp on how the world would run if superheroes uh, had, were real, basically. But that's just my take. Anyhow, um, yeah, that's my answer. Hmm. Actually, Matt, I really, yeah, I agree with your answer. Yeah, even if you were like Wiley e. Coyote, you always get to come back. I'd like to be one of the Looney Tunes characters myself as well. I'd like to go running off the edge of a cliff and have my legs sort of and then look around and then fall. Actually, I don't want to be doing the falling really, but, but I, I like all of that. I like those cartoons. And I think I also agreed with what you said about the superhero thing. Yeah, it would be a lot of hard work and uh, lots of tragedy. I don't think I'd want to wear the, uh, the, the, the like for suits either, unless I was like Jessica Jones and just wore normal clothes. But then it, not, it's not quite the same, is it? You have to be really trim. I think being a superhero is probably a young man's game or young lady's game. Yeah, I'm not sure 49-year-old superheroes um, are quite so cool. is would you rather go up to space or deep down to the ocean and what would you hope to find well um i definitely choose space over deep sea although both are pretty interesting and in my opinion both have the same chances of finding intelligent life if you ask me but um I think space would be more interesting because there would be so much more to explore and more possibilities basically given the basis that we would have sufficient technology for faster than light travel and all the good Star Trek and Star Wars shenanigans. Um, but yeah definitely would choose space and be an explorer or something. I think that would be would be a lot of fun. Good answer. Mm. As for myself, well, I mean, obviously on the show, I, I, I'm always going up into space with Ick. Uh, I've been to quite a few planets and, uh, yeah, after a while there, there will pretty much the same they will have good things and bad things but uh, i guess if, if it stays with the show i, I might do more of that I, I guess i've never really been down into the sea but um i don't think i'd like it if it was just sort of very wet i think if it was just wet and and smelt of fish then uh, i would I, what i would like is is to find sort of atlantis basically sort of an underground world 
where you could wander around. But even then, Atlantis is probably just full of Starbucks and um, McDonald's, or I, I don't know. You know, you always uh, have that sort of vision of of something being wonderful and exciting. And, and, and oh gosh, it would be so exciting to go up into space. It would be so exciting to go down into the sea. But it's just when you get there, it's usually very disappointing. It's, it's never as good as as, as you imagine it in your head, or, or or how it is in the films. But I think I've said before, I would quite like to have one of those undersea bases, like in a James Bond film. Um, but only if I had internet, and also if I could contact friends and things. Uh, I don't know. This is very difficult. It's a difficult question. Why, why ever did I suggest it? Well, you seem to do quite a good job at answering it, Matt, so it's just me who's no good at answering or, or deciding. I'm very cynical, aren't I? I'm sorry. There was you being all positive about excitement and that, and, 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 and I bring the mood down. I, I am terribly sorry. Hey Matt, now this is almost the last question, my penultimate question. Um, I wonder if you have an anecdote that you can share with us, something that we might not know about you. Um, yeah, tell us a story. So to tell you a story or an anecdote, uh, it's always difficult for me because I'm not the kind of person that you can up to and, and go, hey, tell me a story. And I'm like, wow, I have like five stories uh, ready for you and you just can tell them. Uh, I always admire that at people when they can do that and just, you know, uh, take the, the take the floor or take the room and, uh, and dazzle people and, um, you know, charm them with a, with a, with a story or so. So, uh, I have thought about it really hard and I basically, why well, I didn't come up with any good story. So I'm basically telling you the story of how I'm not really a storyteller. Um, I always need like a prompt or something, uh, or a certain situation. And then I can basically go ahead and tell you a take uh, from my life, basically. Uh, I don't know if that's a disadvantage or an advantage, but that's just me, right? So, sorry for that. Not really an anecdote kind of guy um, or a joke person. I do terrible jokes. Um, my husband always tells me I'm a, I'm the typical bad joke type of guy. So, that's that. <laughs> so, anyhow, uh, sorry for that. No anecdote whatsoever I'm trying to think of a story I could tell you um, I probably told it on the show before um, I suppose I should tell you about the time I was a superhero or not a superhero a crime fighter kind of I'm sure I have told this on the show but um, but uh, you, you might like to hear about it about oh, 10 or 15 years ago, I was in the East End of London with my boyfriend at the time. And we were coming out of a, a, a an art supply shop and we heard this man shouting and saw these two like teenagers running away. And the guy had, I think, just walked out of a bank that was next door to the art shop. And these teenagers had distracted him and sort of asked 
directions and then they'd grab the envelope. They, I don't know how they knew that he was carrying money with him, but they, they ran away with it. And my boyfriend, uh, he ran after them. And obviously I, I didn't run, but I, I sort of followed behind him. And um, when I got around the corner, uh, he caught one of them. And I think it was a boy and a girl or, or a young woman and a young man. Uh, and my boyfriend had caught one of them. Um, and luckily the, the police had been alerted and they um, that they sort of were starting to deal with him. But there was no sign of the money. I can't remember what happened to the other person, but uh, I, I definitely think that we, we knew that the person that had been caught had been the one who had the money. So where had they, had they dropped it? Had they thrown it into a hedge or something? And uh, whilst the police were talking to them, I, I started looking around. It was potentially a dangerous thing to do because the other getaway might have come back, except that the police were still quite close, so probably not. They probably would have come back at a, at a later time or, or, or later in the day. But um, anyway, I, I looked and I found the envelope with the money. I can't remember if I picked it up or whether I called to the police or whatever. But anyway, the money was returned to the man and um, the robber was supposed to go to court, but um, he wasn't put in jail. He, but he, he, never, he never showed up. Um, I don't think we got to the stage... I'm not quite sure what stage they lost him. We would have been called as witnesses, but we, we never got to that stage. The police called my boyfriend and said, mm, um, we've lost the, the criminal, um, or he gave us false details or something. So we, we, never, we never got a day in court, but uh, we did get a reward of about £50 each, which, you know, was more than we expected. We didn't do it to get a reward. Um, and it was all very spur of the moment. But I always joke that uh, my boyfriend at the time was, was the brawn doing the running and the catching. And I was the, the Hercule Poirot or the Miss Marple who found the stolen loot. Um, I, I still refer to it... Um, on my social media as a former crime fighter. We, we um, did end up in the papers, but not a photo, because it was considered that, uh, well, sort of putting a face to uh, us could potentially make us targets, I, I guess, I don't know, targets for criminals who didn't like do-gooders like us, I suppose. Um, but the one, the fun... Yes, Deals. You were... Yes, Deals, you were around at the time. You were alive. Uh, yes. The, the, the one funny thing is when we were in the papers, they wanted to put our ages. Um, my boyfriend, who was a bit of a cheeky monkey, told the papers I was about two years older than I was, just to annoy me. So I went in the papers that I was older. I, mean, I was still much younger than I am now, but... Uh, so yes, that's my story. Sorry that went on a bit.
if if uh, magic is real and like Harry Potter or basically something like that and he could tr transform into a, an animal what kind of animal would that be and he can only transform into one it's not possible to change that so yeah uh, what animal would that be oh and uh, I forgot something um, you're basically as intelligent as a human so it's not that you would transform into the animal and have to live by their instincts or habits or anything it's just that you could polymorph into that animal and i don't know fly around swim whatever hey matt thanks for your question um if I could be an animal or turn into an animal, I think it would have to be a cat. Yeah, I think I'd like to be... I don't know if I'd want to be a cat like Deals, who's been a house cat. I'd probably be like to be a cat like my parents' cat, um, an outdoor cat where you can explore, maybe go up a tree, um, or there are lots of fields to explore. That would be pretty exciting, but as you said, it would be a bit of a sort of um, a metamorphosizing type thing. So maybe what I'd do is that I'd be a bit, I'd be a detective, and I'd use my cat powers to uh, turn into a cat and slink into the houses of bad people and find out stuff. And um, yeah, people that as a detective I was investigating, it would put me ahead of the game in my detective business, uh, being able to get into spaces that perhaps a normal detective wouldn't. So yeah. Either that or, or Yeti, of course. <laughs> Although I don't think there'd be much benefit with being a Yeti. Except I'd be taller. Um, but no, I think Paul the Shy Kitten. Um, I don't know. Yeah, definitely a cat. So my first instinct when I thought about these questions were like, well, basically a bird. A bit of prey like an owl not because i want to hunt or anything because i think these birds mm, are loud enough that i don't have to feel like getting caught by another predator or anything so um and flying is cool right so flying gives you like the perfect freedom um you can fly through the sky and look from above but then again um, I thought that other animals would be cool too so uh, something like a squirrel or something because you can climb trees like really fast and I don't know um, or a fox or something and also like um, swimming animals like a sea lion or a, a dolphin or a whale or a shark or um, um, a mentor. I, I hope that it's called mentor in English, like um, the sea devils, I don't know, uh, the big things that look like angels, basically, <clears throat> not angels, uh, basically just wings uh, swimming. Uh, they have a long tail. I don't know if it's called a mentor, manta. Uh, or sea devil, I don't know. Um, my English sucks here. But yeah, 
even a uh, even a turtle like you know a seawater turtle I think would be awesome. Um, so, but to answer this question, uh, honestly, I think I would not. Nah, I think I would go with the with the owl because flying would give me like cool ways of traveling and. Um, you could also see in the night better and stuff like that. So I think transforming into an owl would be kind of cool and has its advantages, I guess. So yeah, that would be my answer. Thanks very much for answering all my questions and hopefully we'll speak to you again soon. Thanks, Matt. So thanks for all the fun questions and for taking your time. Uh, I'm Matt and this is goodbye. See you. Um, I think that's what we've got time for. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I think um, I think that worked really well. I guess we could have like spoken on Skype and had a, a chat that way, but uh, because uh, uh, the way we chat is in little messages, uh, like on WhatsApp and stuff, uh, and sending little audio messages and things, uh, it it really sort of. Oh yes, you think it was all right, Dales? Did it work? You liked it? Did you like it? Did you? Do you think it was a good episode? Um, yes. So, listeners, it, it seemed to make sense that we did the interview in that way and then we could just do sort of five minutes here, five minutes there, and um, it, wor- it worked well, I think. But uh, hopefully we'll have Matt back. I think there's probably more questions to be asked. And, uh, yeah. But, um, yeah, thanks, thanks, Matt, for for doing that and for sending your replies and i hope i answered your questions as i say we can always talk more on some of those subjects offline or online or whatever but uh, anyway listeners um we've got plenty of episodes in the can so yeah join us again soon and uh yeah I, i'm i'm being climbed on by a cat now so i better go and pay attention to him before i get told off all right deals don't want to get into trouble do i all right then bye for now listeners bye bye questions in the end yeah i think so um yeah matt seemed to have some really good answers for them and uh it definitely helped they having a chat with you and cromarty and martin and, and bettina and you know just to stir the old brain around yeah it was a bit different from some of the interviews we've done before when you know it's been like one long chat yeah yeah and i think actually in a way it worked better because you had a break between each answer, so ideas and energy-wise. Uh, sometimes when you do like a a long chat for an hour and a half, you, you begin to lose your voice, or you you could really do with sitting down and having a cup of tea. And 
you know, doing little short questions and short answers. Yeah, that was a different way of doing it. I, I really like the way it came out. Yeah, I think so. Oh, he's pretty good. Look, uh, I think I can hear the theme music, Paul. Yes, yes, so can I. So, I think it's time to say goodbye. I think you're right. Oh, yeah, here comes the theme music. It's been good, but yeah, definitely time to come home now. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. <laughs> yes, goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Wow, real? No kidding. This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find more shows over at pride48.com. Oh dear, <laughs> what's going on now? Oh, it's the Shy Life Podcast. Let's go. I have a voice. I have a voice. You have a voice. You have a voice. We have a voice. We have a voice. Unique voices in podcasting. Univospods.net. Well, Paul, um, uh, how, how did you go? It went well. Yeah. It's nice to chat to Matt. He's very easy to talk to, and, um, yeah, I think it made for a good episode. Yes, yes, well, I was quite pleased that uh, Yeti Uncle John behaved himself, Paul. Uh, behaved himself? Yes, you know, he he didn't pop up and try to uh, take over the show or ask any questions. No, I think that would have been quite unlikely. He would have, he would have had to have uh, had uh, Matt's phone number for a start. Oh yes, I suppose so. Oh gosh, I didn't think about that. Well, I was still impressed. Yeah, I was impressed too. He'd have found a way if he wanted to have got in the way. Yes, <laughs> I mean, Dealey took over. Yeah, Dealey did take over. But, nah, Dealey has a certain charm about him. He does, that yet Uncle John does not have. <laughs> no, absolutely. Oh, gosh. <laughs> anyway, I suppose we'd better go. Yeah, I, I, think, I think we'd better do. All right, listeners, bye for now. I think that was a wonderful episode. This is just the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Six hundred and fourteen. Six hundred and my English is so freaking bad that I had to do the answer for the first question like three times already and I always start to mumble and rumble and I don't want that so give me a bit, little bit of time um, to um, get that figured out Sorry, I had to re-record, but because a, a crazy lady um, knocked on my car, and I had to shoo her away. Oh, well, I'll talk to you later. See you later. What's the party without a Yeti, right?